Amen. Exodus chapter 3, we'll get into the message. <laughs> Amen. Exodus chapter 3 and beginning in verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jericho, of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock into the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside to see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face and he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrow. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and a large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Pezzarites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come up to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you might bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Father, I thank you tonight in these next few moments for what you will say to us through your word. We give you praise and glory. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. You are our teacher, you're our helper, and you're our guide. And we receive from you tonight in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Look at the cover of your outline. So just want to hit this in preparing for an exodus. And, and, and I just felt uh, really impressed as, I'm, as I keep going over this passage of Scripture and saying for us for this year in being a year of Exodus where God says to Moses, I've heard the cry of the people. And for us, you need to hear that. God has heard you. Many people have been in a position. They've been under yokes. They've been under bondage. They, they, they've been in, in chronic situations and continual situations wondering when is the breakthrough going to come? When is the deliverance going to come? When is the answer going to show up? I'm telling you, 2017 is going to be a year of deliverance. Amen? I believe that with all my heart. It is stirring in me uh, in such a, a dynamic way. So preparing for an exodus. The way you leave determines how you enter or if you enter. The way you leave determines how you enter. What do I mean by that? The way you go out of a place determines how you go into the next place. If you're, on your, if you're at home and a husband and wife and they're fighting and you fight before you leave the house, when you enter your workplace, you're going in with that nasty attitude. Amen. The way you leave a place determines how you enter the next place you go into. Or if you even enter at all. The nation of Israel, they didn't leave things properly behind. And many of them didn't enter into the promise. They got brought out, but they got stranded in between out and in. Amen. That isn't where we want to go. Coming out of bondage is no good if we do not enter into the promise. 
You understand that? It's no good to come out, and many people get saved. We, we, we get delivered from old things, but from our old sins and, and those old things upon our life. But entering into the fullness of all that God has for is something different and greater than just being saved. Amen? It's one thing to have it and to know about it. It's another thing to walk in the fullness of it. I want to give you four things here, and then we want to get into this. Number one, most importantly, you have to desire to leave. To have an exodus. Everybody look up here just for a moment. If you're going to have an exodus this year, you have to leave, have a desire to leave where you are. Whatever you're at, whatever condition. To, to, to make any advancement in life, you have to say, okay, this is good. This is a good level. This has been a good place. Maybe that's it. But there's more. How many know there's more? And so you have to have a desire to leave where you are, to go to the next level, to go to the next place, to get out of that place. You have to become sick and tired of being sick and tired. Somewhere you have to desire to leave. Whatever the circumstances are, you must desire to leave. Think about it. Until we're fed up with the present, we will never desire the future. You want to have people and deal with that. How can you stay in that situation so long? Well, you're just not fed up enough yet. Amen. And so until you're fed up with the present, you will never desire the future. We must have an intolerance for things staying the same. I have to become intolerant with things just staying the same. The status, people say, hey, don't rock the boat. It took us a long time just to get here. <laughs> but, and this applies both spiritually and naturally in our lives. So we have to desire to leave. Secondly, we must be willing to accept and embrace change on every level. In order to have an exodus, we're talking about preparing. So if, I, if I'm going to have an exodus, I have to desire to leave. And then I have to be willing to accept change and embrace change on every level. Or where we are going will be where we have been. If I don't change, I'm going to enter in exactly as I already am. So I have to change on every level. So when I get there, I'm being transformed as well. I'm not, I'm not just being translated. I'm not just being taken from one place to the next place, but I'm being transformed in the process. Are you with me? That is so important that we understand that. And that applies spiritually and naturally as well. Amen. And then number three, we must be willing to leave the security of the present for the unknown of the future. That's probably some of the hardest things. We, we just get comfortable, and, but, but we're just secure in that place. But what lies ahead, it's unknown. The promised land to Israel was an unknown place. What is out there? Where are we going? And so many times we hold on to the security of the present, and the present is a place of bondage. And so we're holding on to lack, we're holding on to fear, we're holding on to failure, we're holding on to, to bad situation because of the fear of the unknown of the future. Even bondage can seem secure because it is familiar. That's what happened to Israel. That's why they go, hey, we want to go back. We should have stayed there. And they, they wanted to go back to slavery because slavery was familiar to them. And then number four, we must refuse to listen to the voice of unbelief. This is so important. You're going to have to refuse to listen to the voice of unbelief. In order to have an exodus, you're going to have to refuse to listen to the voice of unbelief. That voice is always present. When you're believing God, there's always somehow, somewhere that that voice seems to show up. Amen? It, it just seems to be there. Many times because of years of prayer, travail, and waiting, we can become sluggish to respond to the voice of promise being proclaimed. The promise almost seems too good to be true now. 
oh man, pastor, that's exciting. You're saying exit and deliverance, but how can I know that's right? And we almost start talking ourselves out of it, being for us. But come on, we're going to do better than that. Amen? Amen. See, the unbelief which grows out of many long years of cruel and painful oppression can break the corporate will of the people. That's what happened to Israel. They've been in bondage so long. It was just so hard to believe that God could really bring them into a promised land. That they could really be completely delivered. I want to encourage you. God is well able. Amen? He is well able. See, there's a personal transformation that is needed in our lives before we can truly have an exodus. Like Moses, we all need that moment in God's presence that truly transforms us and changes us forever through the emancipation of our souls and releasing us to purpose. Sometimes we just need to get delivered from ourselves. Amen. And we need that moment. And the way to do that is in His presence. I'm believing during this season of fast and prayer that some of us are going to get major breakthrough just personally in our own spiritual life and release it. And that helps you see things with a new perspective. Kind of like Paul, you know, he's blinded there. And then the scales fall off. Man, I see Amen? And many of us, even like that, like G, the, the, the one blind man came to Jesus, and, and Jesus prayed for him, says, what do you see? He says, I see, I see, but I see men look like trees. And so we just have kind of a blurred vision, we're seeing, but we don't have that clarity, we don't have that distinction that is there. I believe God's going to bring us to a place of clarity and distinction. Are you with me? Yeah. Amen. So important. See, life tries to condition us. Life tries to condition us. How? Through circumstances, surrounding experiences, family, friends, and acquaintances, culture, society, education, outside influences, and so much more work to shape and condition our responses and perspectives in life. But then God shows up. We're all, but every one of us in this room, you've had all these forces and all these influences coming against you, and they condition you, and then God shows up and declares He's our deliverer, declares He's our healer, declares He's our provider, our restorer, our healer. Amen? And then, but yeah, the, all this conditioning. So in the middle of that, all that conditioning, along with the voice of unbelief, many times makes it hard to break out and enter into your exodus. So we have to have a tenacity to possess. Amen? So what happened? See, all those things work and condition our responses and perspectives in life. Then God shows up and we are drawn to turn aside. I don't know about you. I'm ready to turn aside and get a fresh look at God. Amen? Hallelujah. See, Moses was changed from a shepherd to a deliverer in just one moment of turning aside. The same thing could happen to us. We can be changed into people who possess the promise. See, we just read in Exodus chapter 3, but think about it. After 40 years of sun, sand, silence, and sheep, <laughs> Moses was almost gone. The Moses that was raised in Pharaoh's court. The Moses that felt something stirring on the inside of him. The Moses that felt like he was the deliverer and acted harshly and rashly in that moment and killed the Egyptian. That Moses, after these last 40 years, was almost gone. Think about it. What was once a fire of passion and self-will had now burnt out. What he once sensed as his destiny to deliver was quenched in a moment of passion. 
That's what he felt. I'm a deliverer. God's using me. I have this great call upon my life. And, and in that passion, he rose up and he killed that Egyptian. And then he's exposed. Now he finds himself fled out there. And he's spending these four years. Man, what happened? Was that me? What was going on? See, when we have a burden from God but go out in the flesh, we usually kill something. Hear me this morning, this evening. When you have a burden from God, and we get that, and God's stirring our heart, but then we rise up in our flesh to bring it to pass, and, and, and passion, and just zeal of ourselves, then we usually end up killing something. It might be relationships. It could be our own passion, our dreams, and our visions. Our kilt in that moment. And sometimes, even people. What happens? The dreams seem to be lost. But for Moses, God's time had finally come. See, Moses went out in the morning a shepherd and came back that evening a deliverer. I mean, oh, just, a, just a moment in the presence of God can change everything. And that's what you have to remember. And, and, and I feel like God is saying so strong to us and to our church is that in this season, people feel like they've just been in this space, just in this limbo space. How I many know those 40 years Moses just felt, here I am in limbo? He, he knows the story. He had been told. His parents had told him, son, when you were born, you, we were supposed to kill you, but God spared you. Not only did he spare you, we floated you down the river and, and, and the daughter of Pharaoh found you. You were raised in the palace you were doing. And Moses, he's raised up. He has all these perceptions. And there, and then he feels this passion burn on the inside, and then he acts upon it, and then it turns into that disaster, and now he's just out in the middle of a desert, shepherding somebody else's sheep. Like, what happened? And that's a, see, that, that same kind of conditioning of life can get us to a place to believe that an exodus or deliverance or the promise being fulfilled really isn't there. But then God shows up. Amen? I love it. Praise the Lord. Think about it. See, it's on the ordinary path of life where God usually comes. Moses was out that day going through the day. He was just leading the sheep. He was just tending the sheep. And then there suddenly on that ordinary path, God shows up. The call comes. It was there that Moses saw a bush burning, but it was not consumed. Think about it. We can also learn from this encounter as we prepare for our exodus and deliver. I want you to see these things and take into heart of things that we can apply and things that we can look at that will help us as we're preparing. Moses walks on, he sees the bush, and he makes a statement, I will now turn aside and see. Hear me this evening. God is always waiting to see what we will do. Amen. If we will turn aside or stay on our path. I believe that. I, I believe we have always, but, 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 but I always feel when the Spirit of God is stirring something up and, and God is trying to kindle something within us and trying to revive some things within us, then it's up to us. We have to purpose to turn aside. We have to purpose to pay attention to what the Spirit of God is doing or else we just keep going on that same path. Amen? So God is always waiting to see what we will do. Secondly, it says, so when the Lord saw that He turned aside, when the Lord saw that he turned aside, God is looking for those who were looking for him. Amen. You know, the Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole, looking for the person, for the man on whose behalf he can show himself strong. So God is looking for people who are looking for him. How about you? I'm looking for God in this season. 
I'm, I, I want to see something. I, I, wanna, I, I want that fresh presence of God. I want that, <laughs> excuse me, that transformation in my life. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I feel like I'm almost gone and I'm ready to show up. Yeah. Amen. The real me. Amen. That, that's our problem. See, see, that's our problem. Is we live in an instant society. And we don't, if it took God 40 years to get Moses ready, if it takes him a few years to get you ready. But we think we're born ready, don't we? We think we just bless God by getting saved. Glory to God, this thing's going to blow up now that I'm here. Hallelujah. Man, God, are you lucky I got saved. Amen. The, the point we're missing is that we got saved. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So watch this. God is looking for those who are looking for him. See, look at God called and Moses turned. What does that mean? The word of God always accompanies his glory. The word of God always accompanies his glory. Deliverance and transformation will always come through the word of God. I want to tell you in this season, you need to put God's word at a higher level than it's been in your life. I don't care where it is. Elevate the word of God to a higher level of respect in your life. And have a greater desire for it than you ever had. God's going to do great things, but he's always going to do it through his word. Amen? Next. Take your sandals off your feet is what the word of the Lord said to Moses. What does that mean? It means you can come close enough to satisfy your conscience, but not your curiosity. How many have ever looked at something that, that, that made you curious and you wanted to go up and touch it? Amen. See, when you take your shoes off in that place there, you're not quite sure how hot the ground is before you get to the fire. And so God said to Moses, you can come close enough to satisfy your conscience, to bring clarity and cleansing to your conscience, but not to satisfy your curiosity. See, God has a boundary in certain areas. And there's something about us that always wants to go beyond that boundary of things. Pastor Sue used to always get mad at me because when we had the school, we'd go on field trips. In fact, I had the picture where we were at the Grand Canyon. We're with all these kids. And so I just stepped over the fence and went out on the, on the peninsula out there. And I'm standing out there. Next thing you know, all these high school and junior high kids are out there with me. So we took a great picture. It was awesome. But we were out. We should have taken our shoes off and stayed on the other side. How many know what I'm saying? But it's, it's that principle that there, there's something about that always wants to cross over the boundary. And when it comes to God, God sets those boundaries. And what God is saying to Moses, hey, Moses, they're, they're, we're in relationship here, but there's a boundary in that relationship. And, and it has to do with understanding that God is a holy God. It has to do with reverence for the presence of God. How many know we need proper reverence for the things of God? We need reverence in God's house. We need respect for the things of God. And that's what God does when he says, take off your shoes. This is holy ground. See, shoes give you a false sense of courage to approach, to approach beyond the line of wisdom. See, the miracle in the bush was that the fire needed nothing to feed upon. I know if I was there, I'm just that curious. I wanted, I'd, want, I'd want to get so close to look, how is that happening? And, and you just keep encroaching and keep getting closer and closer. God says, no, there, there, there's a boundary to that. But the miracle 
in the bush was that the fire needed nothing to feed upon. Some of you are going to get this tonight. The miracle of God in your exodus, in your deliverance, in your promise being fulfilled, requires nothing from you. The bush was adding nothing to the fire. The bush, when the fire left, the bush was the same. Nothing was used of the bush. God did not require anything from the bush for the bush to be on fire. Do you understand that? For God to do His will, His work in your life, He's not asking you to supply anything. God brought Israel out in their exodus. They did not lift a finger. The only thing He told them to do was to prepare and to be ready to go when it was time to go. They prepared. They were obedient. They just set themselves. And God did the miracle. God did the deliverance. God gave them favor with the people. And anytime God brings a move, He always brings provision for it to go. He calls us and He provides for it and He fulfills it. Amen? And so the same way the bush can burn without adding anything to the fire, God moves in our life without asking anything from us. The bush was adding nothing to the fire. Rather, the fire transfigured the bush. God, required, God requires and needs nothing but submission from us to bring us out in our exodus. Do you understand that? All He needs is our submission, our agreement, our obedience. That's all He is asking for. For it is God who calls, God who provides, and God who fulfills His word of promise to us. Amen. Look what He said. I'm going to come down and I'm going to bring them out. God told Moses. He said, Moses, you're going to go. Moses said, what am I going to do? I will give you the words to speak. I will do the word. All you have to do is say what I tell you to say. Amen. And so for you and I, what does that mean for us? All we have to do is be people of his word. All we have to do is speak and declare and stand upon the word and it will come to pass. Somebody ought to shout amen. Watch this. So then he says, do not draw near to this place. It's important for us to know our place. And our place is not to take his place. Amen. How many know God delivered Israel without Moses having to kill anybody? Amen. And there's an area when we're walking with God, God doesn't need us to go out and slay the Egyptian, doesn't need us to do the, he just needs to listen, to be able to hear his word, to act in obedience with his word, to be in agreement, to stay submitted and see his will and his word come to pass. How many can understand that tonight? Amen. Wow. So think about it. See, God still speaks to the anointed ear and to those whose hearts have been quieted enough to hear. Let me tell you what it means. You're going to have to learn how just to be quiet with the Lord. Be quiet. God still speaks. He still tells us. But sometimes we just have to quiet ourselves to listen to the voice of the Lord. See, for us, we, like the bush, should naturally be consumed, but God miraculously intervenes. For us to be in His presence, for us to be filled with the life of the presence of God, it is impossible. But God intervenes and transforms us so that we, like the bush, can burn with His presence. Amen? See, Moses, after that encounter, would never be the same. 
When we have an encounter with God, when we turn aside and we experience God, we are never the same. And I love the fact that what God has for us, for Moses, he had that experience, but Moses kept going back up on the mountain. And Moses kind of became a, a, a mountain addict. He really did. Every time the nation of Israel, where is he? Well, he's up on the mountain. He, he just was in the presence. There was something that, that he was so consumed and so addicted to the presence of God. And that, that doesn't mean that he wasn't involved. He still was doing what God called him to do. But when he wasn't doing that, he just wanted to be in the presence of God. He wanted to hear his voice. Even the place that, that being in God's presence totally transformed his countenance. Amen. And we have that same invitation from God. See, Moses knew that the fire of God could burn in his life. He knew that. And I'm praying that each and every one of us comes to that realization that God's fire can burn in our life. Come on, hear me tonight. If God can burn in a bush, he can burn in a man. Are you getting that? I believe that that's part of that. In this season, God's going to ignite us. And there's going to be that consuming fire of God upon our life. See, we even sing that, stir it up in our hearts, or a passion for your name, consuming fire. We sing those songs, glory to God. Well, let's really desire to see it. Amen? Hallelujah. So watch this. See, if he can speak through a bush, God can speak through a man. Amen? If God can manifest himself, that's what I love about, even as, as we study in the New Testament in the church, Jesus says, hey, you're going to be my witnesses, but here's what's going to happen. I'm going to pour my spirit out upon you. And like the bush, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So the fire of God is going to rest upon you like it rested upon that book. And, and the fire and the power and the presence of God is going to manifest through your life. You're not going to add anything to it. You're not going to make the fire any greater. You, you can't become holy enough to make God holier. You're not going to become pure enough to make God pure in your life. God comes with all of his purity, all of his holiness, and he pours his spirit out upon us. And like the bush, we are transformed to be the manifestation of God in the earth, to be on fire by God and to have his voice speaking through us. And when we allow that to happen, that causes other people to turn aside and be drawn into his presence. Are you with me this evening? Praise the Lord. So watch this. If God dwells in our hearts, then we will be holy. His nature transforms ours. His purpose is now fulfilled through us. Our passion no longer rushes out in haste, but knows how to wait on the Lord with renewed strength and to possess the promise. See, youth always runs with passion to do it now. But when you turn aside and you wait on the Lord, you're no longer in a hurry with God. You know that He's going to bring it to pass. You know that everything God does has an appointed time. Amen? Amen. And when we just look at it, say, God, I'm just going to wait upon you. I'm, I'm going to renew my strength. They that wait upon the Lord renew their strength. They mount up with the wings of the We run and don't grow weary. We walk and do not fade. And the word of the Lord comes to pass in our life. Come on, the exodus comes. Amen? Yes. Praise the Lord. And then lastly, holy ground. The miracle of God allowing Moses to stand on that ground with him. Think about that. God manifesting and then inviting Moses to come up as close as he can to that place and stand. Man standing with God 
in his presence. Do you know the Bible says we have that same invitation to boldly come before the throne of grace, to go beyond the veil? We're no longer separated from the presence of God. Amen. What an amazing, amazing promise and gift we have in God. See, Moses left there with the goal of getting Israel standing there too. Well, I said, man, this is awesome. I'll just, just be cool. And it'd be cool. We just all went off our own little ways to our own little mountains with our own little bushes and stood with God in our own little lonesome selves. But Moses wasn't content to just stand alone with God with the bush. His heart, his desire was that all Israel would stand in his presence to bring everybody into the presence of God. My heart's desire and goal is to get you standing there too. That each and every one, that's my passion, that you would learn that God given you an invitation to come into His presence. Your heart, your desire. Know that you have, a, that's what's so exciting. God's given each and every one. At any moment, we can turn aside and, and, and you can have an encounter with God in our life. I need the worship team to come back. At any moment, we can have a turn aside moment with God. You can turn aside and God will always be there. How many know the Holy Spirit is always with us? God is always here. He is ever, Jesus said, He is our ever-present help. And He's there for us. But like Moses, not only does He save us and deliver and transform us, He wants us to bring that truth and that power to others. God wants to give you an exodus, but He doesn't want you coming out alone. Amen? When God said that He's going to give us an exodus, that's not a place for us to be stingy and selfie. That's for us to let everybody we know, hey, this is the year of Exodus. This is the year of you coming out. We need to believe in that everybody comes out. Amen? That everybody receives. I'm not content just to stand in the presence of God. I'm just not going to go up and have my little personal holy moments with God and come down and act like I'm holy and ask everybody to look at how much I glow. Amen. My desire to see people come into the presence of God, to live and to know that they have an invitation to stand with God, to be in His presence, to receive His promise, to have their access, not just to come out. Think about that again. God's will isn't just for us to come out. It's for us to enter in and to possess all that He's spoken and declared. Amen. I have it in my heart. I'm just so irritated with sickness right now. I really am. I'm irritated with it in my spirit. Amen. That people are carrying things and chronic and, and going on. And, but, but unless we get irritated enough about it to do something about it. Amen. But it has to be that place, God, do something, burn in me, burn through my life. Amen. Let me be that bush. Let me be that one. God, I, I'm willing. And so God has to transform some things in us. And, and you don't want to be zealous. You don't want to run out there and do it in your own strength. You want to do it in the leading and, and the direction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And God will do miracles through us. I'm believing this is going to be an amazing year. Just an amazing year. A miraculous year. Hallelujah. And I'm encouraging you. Man, plan right now. On, on your 21. Start thinking right now. Lord, start asking the Lord right now. Lord, how do you want me to fast? How do you want me to do this? Y'all know what I do every year. I, I, I fast that first week, and, and, then, and then after that, I, I fast one meal a day. I, I mean, I just eat one meal a day for the rest of the, of, of the 21 days. And 
that. So however the Lord lays it upon your heart to do that, you, you just seek the Lord. But find a way where you're doing that. Amen. And let me just tell you, fasting is going without food. Amen. It's not giving up TV. Fasting. They didn't have TV in the Bible. Amen. They, they didn't have, you know, different things. We give, well, I'm giving up this. I, we we want to give up anything but food. <laughs> I'm going to go on a Daniel fast. That way I can eat all the vegetables I want. No, you're, you, come on. You can do that, however you do that. But find a way, if medically, and, and you have medication you have to eat or do that. But find a way to somehow fast and abstain from eating and honor God and seek God during that time. That's why Jesus said, I have meat that you know not of. Amen. That we're going to eat the bread of life. Amen partake of that so find a way to to truly fat other thing god puts it on your heart to turn things off to do other things do that as well because it's all about turning aside and being able to quiet ourselves and hear his voice amen hallelujah let's stand together tonight